Uh, welcome to episode 19 of the Dude Wrong Door podcast. Big one nine. I'm Dallas. Yes, that is Ian, as you can tell by the poor joke that he made. Hey. Um, so let's get started here. Uh, Pacific Rim Uprising, Ooh. the sequel to Pacific Rim, released a trailer, which looks like complete anime. <laughs> I'm digging it. Like, they just went straight up. Yeah, like, it's like, it's a superhero movie, basically, at this point. They're like, y'all want to see mechs fight each other and mechs fight giant monsters? Yo, we got you covered. Yeah, and then, like, at the end of the trailer, it shows, like, the the kaiju like healing itself back up which uh it's gonna be big and john boyega i'm really is it boyega am i pronouncing that right yeah john boyega yeah he sounds just like stacker he's also like like stacker he's coming out as the one of the big sci-fi people now star wars and pacific rim he was in something else attack on uh, not attack on titan uh attack the block that was the first thing he was never actually saw that it's about aliens attacking man he's got a thing for aliens so yeah i guess so i wonder what else he's doing but yeah uh pacific Rim 2 looks incredible like i mean it's exactly what it, you may hear some uh some floor being laid above me <laughs> nice there's nothing i can do about that so <laughs> um no episode nine is the oh he did he was in that detroit movie oh which i didn't see but oh. it's not it's not sci-fi speaking of star wars uh this monday as in tomorrow as of when we're recording this and hopefully today if i can get this edited in time there will be a new star wars the last jedi trailer and tickets will go on sale oh i'll buy the tickets i probably will not watch the trailer because i don't want anything spoiled i don't know the the force awakens didn't have any trailers that were spoilery that spoilerish yeah I still like I watched them up until the movie released and I I still didn't have a like a good idea of like what it was about. I am fine with that. I don't really like it when trailers spoil anything big. Yeah, I, I basically avoid them at all costs. I didn't watch any of the Blade Runner 2049, which we will review later. Oh yeah. We watched little that uh teaser there. Stay together. tuned. Uh, uh let's see. Oh, Gambit has a official movie. I mean, has an official director. Uh Gorver Gorver Gorverbinski. Haven't they been trying to make a Gambit movie for like 10 years or something? Yeah, for a very long time. But Channing Tatum's starring in it, so now that they've got a director, I guess they'll probably move forward. He did, um, Gorverbinski did The Pirates of the Caribbean 1 through 3, did The Lone Ranger, Mouse Hunt. The a Cure for Wellness just came out. I didn't watch it, but it looked interesting. I heard it was okay. Yeah. I was I was interested. In it. I don't. It's got a six point four on IMDb, but I don't see a Metacritic. Oh, Metascore is forty seven. So maybe not that All good. Right, then that's not that great. <laughs> but supposedly it's like a heist movie. Uh, Gambit is going to be a heist movie. Uh, if I like me some heist movies. Yeah, well, hopefully I hope they it's have, good. Uh, I hope they have Phantom X in it, but I don't know if they will or not. All right. Uh, Let's see. Netflix is going to be raising its prices again. Yeah, it, it's just for the... For two um, of the premium ones, the base one that's $8 a month will remain $8 a month, but the one yeah. that was $10 a month goes up to 11 and the premium is going from 12 to $14 a month, which I think is the one I have. Yeah, that's the one I have. So that's going to be... The premium lets you... That's uh, four people streaming four simultaneously, two using uh, Ultra HD. Yeah. And then the the one below that is two screens. Yeah. So simultaneously. I think the base is just one screen. Rip my wallet. 
I'll, I'll uh, luckily uh, I don't have to pay for Netflix. So oh, how convenient! <laughs> I know. Luckily, I have. Uh, I'm dating the Netflix CEO's daughter. Oh wow! Uh, so is her dad that's, uh, single? That's a thing that's happening. I'm gonna look up who uh, the Netflix CEO is, and then I'm gonna look up their kids and read Hastings. <laughs> All right, this is getting a little stalkery. I just want to make sure that I'm not dating an ugly girl. <laughs> it may not be worth uh, may not be worth pre Netflix. Well, while you're creepily looking up who owns Netflix <laughs> and their family, uh, Google I'm going after you read Hastings. <laughs> Google uh, had a big press conference where they announced a bunch of new stuff like their Pixel 2, their Google Home Mini, and for the most part, it was kind of underwhelming. What is Google Home Mini? Is it kind of like uh, Echo, like Alexa for Amazon? Uh, so Google Home is kind of like the Alexa, and then the Google Home Mini is like the Echo Dot, so just a smaller version of it. Oh, okay, so it's more of just like a information machine. Yeah, it's like 50 bucks. The Pixel XL and or the Pixel Two and Pixel Two XL are uh, aren't really coming out with anything big, other than you can like squeeze them. Mmm. Yeah. That's what that's... I look for in my uh, phones. <laughs> I look. How well can I squeeze this? Squeezing the sides of it launches the Google Assistant. Uh, it also has this really creepy thing where it can be always listening, and when there's music playing, change your lock screen to be the album art for the song you're listening to which i imagine that is really weird i don't think i'm gonna get one but if i did i'd probably turn that off right away that just doesn't oh, really yeah. seem like, like something i need i don't like what you just squeeze anywhere on the side and it cuts uh, the assistant on just i think the middle of the sides it like senses when it's squeezed why don't why don't they just put a button on it i, I mean that's what that's what it is the basically. home button can be used for the exact same thing Okay. And I know That's this is going to get people excited. They got rid of the headphone jack. They're being really courageous right now. Oh, did they really? Yeah, after mocking Apple for it one year ago and making a big deal of, oh, our phones still have headphone jacks. They no longer have headphone jacks. That's so dumb. I don't understand why they're getting... Because it doesn't, it doesn't add that much to it. It doesn't add anything to it. It takes away from it. Yeah, well, I mean, they were just saying they could fit, you know, better hardware and stuff inside it if they didn't have to do the hardware jack, but... I don't know if I really believe that, because it doesn't take up that much space, and... Yeah, I mean, same. It's like... <sighs> uh, and the last thing of note that they're releasing is AirBuds, or Google brand AirBuds, that actually do have a nifty little thing where they can instantly translate up to 50 languages kind of like a babble oh shit, fish that is pretty cool that's how you get Saberman. i don't know how well that's it works but exactly that works we're all well, gonna be I, honestly uh, minus the taking away my free will that'd be kind of cool yeah are they called airpods or airbuds uh the apple ones are called airpods i don't know what the google ones are called i don't have it up in front of me Google Air. We'll call them G-Pods for now. Yeah, probably G-Pods is what they're going to go with. Wireless earbuds. Pixel Buds is what they're called. That's a terrible name. <laughs> that's If they actually translate, though, that that's actually that's really, really cool. cool. There have been a lot of startup companies that have tried to do the same thing, but none of them really have the uh, the information or monetary it's power. Five hours Google. of battery. 
uh, translation. Did you hear about Dad? the uh, Monopoly man at the Equifax hearing? No, what? So, Public Citizen got a person to dress up as the Monopoly man and sit directly behind the hearing booth at the Equifax <laughs> hearing. And it is hilarious. At some points, he's oh. like wiping his brow with oversized $100 bills, and he's got the whole yeah, monocle and mustache. <laughs> it, I can't believe I heard about that. Well, I guess since I'm not on Facebook anymore, I just miss everything that happens because I'm not on Reddit either. So. Oh, well, welcome to the world. You're missing out on a bunch yeah. of funny trolling. That's really funny. We need to add those photos to the... Yeah, I'll... That's really funny. Oh, this is going to be weird. I'm going to have to edit this one. I'll throw in some photos, maybe a little video of it cut in. Oh, yeah, because Tim is too busy trying to resurrect uh, Hitler. Speaking of Hitler... Yes, Warner Brothers. Oh, I was going to say Wolfenstein 2. Oh, yeah. Has been under some uh, controversial fire for killing Nazis in America. Because that is now controversial to some people. It wasn't even, yeah, I mean, I don't want to get too big into the politics, but they they tweeted out, um, make America Nazi free again, which everyone, like, mm. the, you know, some people got mad about because they were saying they were starting with leftists, <laughs> but Wolfenstein 2 is literally about killing Nazis in America. Like, it's, it's an alternate reality where they won, they won the war, like, the Nazis won World War II. Like that's hilarious that people got mad about that. Yeah, and that'd be like getting sad. mad about the Doom game talking about like killing demons. You didn't see any Satanists like, make... getting upset. Yeah, like that would be so dumb. Like, I'm really excited for Wolfenstein too. I almost bought the first issue of the new comic that they're doing, but it was like six bucks, and I was like, uh, <laughs> I can't afford that. It. I ain't rich. Well, I mean, you got to think six bucks for one comic book is kind of. Mm-hmm. That's that's a that's a pretty pricey comic book that may not be very good yeah, either. So. That's fair. And it's like just one issue. It's not like a graphic novel or like a like a special like edition kind of thing. Oh, the Evil Within has a comic book as well. Ah. Uh the second one comes out next Friday, so I guess we can talk about that next week, but um well, I'm really excited uh, for that. In Switch news. Yes. Are you, are you segueing there for me to answer? There might be a Metroid game coming out at some point. There's just... I'm not seeing any Switch news. They've already announced a Metroid. They've announced two Metroid games. Right, one's already out. And the other one, we don't know anything about, I think. Prime 4, yeah. No, it's it's Prime 4. It's Metroid Prime 4. What kind of, That wasn't news, yeah. That was news like two months I, ago. I'm trying to come up with some news segueing? for the Switch, and there's nothing going on. You can't just make on. up news for the Switch. Yeah, you can. Uh, Evil Within 2 is probably not going to the Switch. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, I already talked about Doom and Wolfenstein on the Switch. So then... Yeah, which is is exciting. But yeah, that apparently... That's what I just Googled, Evil Within 2, and it was saying that... Um, it's not very likely that they're going to end up coming. It's not going to go to the Switch. Oh, well. But it's kind of weird because isn't... I mean, I, I don't think I'm right. Never mind. I'm not going to say that. I was going to say, isn't Bethesda involved in The Evil Within 2? It's a shame because I kind of want to Switch, but I'm not really... I haven't really played most of the Metroid games and kind of burned out on Mario. Other than that, they're everything putting... else is on consoles I already own. 
Yeah, but it's Portable Doom and Portable Wolfenstein. And Super Mario Odyssey looks like incredible. Like, it looks like w way better than anything they did on the Wii U. Like, it, it looks like Mar Super Mario Galaxy tier. Like, or Sunshine or 64. Like, it looks really good. I'm excited about it. Um, and something else was coming to the Switch. Well, I could get Breath of the Wild. and. Well, that was Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm going to get one because it's like... It, I think it's $300 right now on Amazon. Yeah, which is not bad. I mean, for a new console especially. I'll probably try to trade in my Xbox One and get the 1X when it comes out, though. That'll probably be my next, my next big move. Yeah, which I'm probably going to do the same. That thing looks sexy. Because I've still got the original yeah. Xbox One, which is humongous. Yeah, that's the one I've got. I don't have the S. Um, which I'm kind of glad, because... I mean, I guess I would get a better deal trading it in, trading an S in, but I'm glad I didn't get the S once the once I heard the X was announced. I was like, oh, good. <laughs> Time to do some, like, double trading up. Which Tim got his S for, like, 50 bucks or something. Like, it was crazy. Because uh, he, like, traded it in and had, like, a bunch of store credit at the place that he was at. The Tekken World Championship is coming to the U.S. in oh, San, yeah, Francisco. San Francisco. Luckily, we live right next to San Francisco. Same country. So we can attend. It's close enough. Um, yeah, I'm excited about that. I really needed. Tim has said that uh, he just got seven recently, so he he was saying that it was like incredible that there's not a ton of uh, loot boxes and all that. Like there, like it's there's no microtransaction like system in place. Speaking of which, since we have to harp on this every week for some reason, Forza Seven is like has always had microtransactions they've always had like loot but like that's nothing new but like their new system is like so so bad so like it you get mods but they don't modify your car they modify the race which gives you like extra experience so like it'll make you drive like the race instead of being at daytime will take place at night which gives you like extra credits if you do better you know or like it'll make it like a wet track instead of like a dry track like Huh. And it's a one-use-only oh. thing. It's not something you get to keep. Like, that's an, that's a game option. That, that Like, that used to be an option in the game that you could cut on to make the game harder for yourself and to reward you more, but now you're having to get them out of loot boxes. And, of course, you can... As of now, there's no way to spend real money for the... I can't remember what the currency's called. For whatever the currency's called. But they've said that they are making a way that you can spend real money to get the, current, to get the uh, loot boxes. Like, that's so annoying. And then... So we're going to try... I'm not a big Forza fan, and that's kind of, like, you know, irrelevant. But Shadow of War... After... Okay. I mean, we've talked about this game every every week, but our big concerns with it, and everyone's big concern, was, like, the more you put microtransactions in, especially in the system they have, the more, like, grindy the actual gameplay is going to be. Mm -hmm. And now that the game is actually out and people played it, apparently... The campaign takes like 15 hours. The last act is like just gaining like an army to go and attack. You have to like attack like 20, do 20 sieges or some crap like that that takes a while. But then the true ending is locked behind that system. And they say that it takes um, anywhere between 40 and 50 hours after beating the 15 hour campaign to actually get the true ending. Oh, wow. And the way you do all that is to like build your army and do those sieges and stuff or you could buy the you know loot boxes and get it like way quicker and way sooner why play a game when you can pay to have it beaten 
Yeah, like that's the whole thing. And and the developer like swore that they built the game around not having microtransactions. They were like, we cut microtransactions off to make sure that the game still flowed well and stuff, which was obviously a lot. But he can't, you know, the developer can't be like, oh yeah, microtransactions suck, but you know, WB's making us do it because they suck. Like at this point, anyway, that so game that's, sounds like a that's mess. A, yeah, that's a pretty awful thing to to have happen. Like, I can't... I mean, how can you hide the true ending behind, like... I knew they were going to do something like that, but... WB just really wants me to not like them. And give you... They're doing everything in their power. And give them lots of money. Yeah, they're doing everything in their power. Like, I'm not going to play it now. Like, it looks incredible. It looks like a really fun game, but, like... That comes into that... Into, you know... Yeah, but... Like, a lot of people, like... Yeah, but I'm saying, like, the gameplay itself and, like, all that looks fun, but it's not gonna be fun if you have to you know eventually just grind your way through it like that that's not fun Mm -hmm. like it's gonna get old quick and it's gonna be like i don't know some people like grindy games but that that's not a that's not your cup of tea yeah that's not something i particularly want to do let's see i thought there was one more thing that was also shitty about microtransactions oh there's a lot of things but andrew house the previous president and chief executive officer of sony is being replaced he's stepping down and john kidora is going to be picking up the mantle a lot of people john are ske- skeptical about this because apparently uh andrew house has really helped get sony into a place that they wanted to be yeah i mean they've been doing like fantastic that's what i thought it was weird that he stepped down could be personal reasons i'm not seeing an exact reason why oh yeah it's definitely personal reasons i mean but the past um, few years both sony and microsoft have really been stepping their game up and i'm hoping they can keep the momentum going let's say and well in this one article i just pulled up and there's no facts but saying that one of the rumors that they're thinking that sony kind of pressured him out was because he was like he dismissed the handheld gaming market so they may be wanting to try it again ah, with the Vita 2. Good. Because they blamed it. I think it was actually him, Andrew House, that blamed the Vita's failure on cell phone gaming. But I'm like, that would work if... That, that excuse works if the Nintendo hadn't done so well with the 3DS. Like, they did just fine within the same market. Like, the Vita didn't work because you didn't put any games on it that anyone wanted to play. Like, Well, they had uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 on... Oh, that was on the uh I was going to say, that was definitely not on the Vita. <laughs> right. It's been a while since I've touched a Sony. But I'm saying there were no games that I would buy a Vita to play specifically. Like, the, the best things they have, in my opinion, the Vita had is the one Uncharted game and then that wasn't on anything else, and then... Uh, all the collections, like the HD collections for like Sly Cooper and God of War, stuff like that. And the ability to run homebrew software so you could play like <laughs> retro games. I mean, I guess. I'm not a nerd, Jan. Uh, that, that's all you. Well, shut <laughs> up. Mess with you. <laughs> <laughs> then it had like that infamous game. But yeah, I, I really like the Vita. I would get one if it was if it was cheaper. But that's interesting that he just stepped down when it's being so successful. Which it may just be like a home life thing. Like maybe he's not at home enough or... Or maybe he's just tired of running one of the biggest game companies in the world. I'm going to research his children. But 
<laughs> All right, we got an episode title. Dallas looks at famous people's children. Um, <laughs> there we go. Uh, okay, so moving kind of back to movies, uh, they've halted Bride of Frankenstein um, production, which was supposed to come in like Universal's Dark Universe that they're doing. They've apparently halted production on that, which to me probably means that it's going to be canceled, the whole connected universe. Or they're just not going to try to connect them. They're just going to keep them, like, you know, separate. Because the mummy, Dracula Untold, was supposed to kick it off. Mm-hmm. And then it they decided no, that they were going to reboot it again. So then the mummy was supposed to do it. And then the mummy opened to such mediocre, like, reviews that and no one really, like, cared for it or liked it. So I think what they're going to do is probably just ditch it completely and make them all solo movies. Just bail. But if Angelina Jolie drops out of Bride of Frankenstein, because she's currently cast as Bride of Frankenstein, um, the director wants to get uh, Gal Gadot oh. as it. So I could definitely be on board with that. Yeah, she's she's been able to do some good stuff lately. <laughs> yeah, like Wonder Woman. Yeah. And, and Wonder Woman. Oh, there was a Justice League trailer. Now that we're talking about Gal, Gal Gadot. Get it. Gadot. Um, it looks pretty good. It looks a lot better than I think it's the final trailer before the movie actually comes out next month. Sounds about right. Justice League come out. Really hoping it's good. The CGI looks. It's November seventeenth. The CGI looks like way better than it did, and I don't know if it's because it was like the color correction or like the color grading they changed up kind of seems, but like the CGI is like so much better than the first trailers we saw. Like, Cyborg doesn't look like an unfinished, unpolished, like, aluminum can monster. Like, well, but there's that. Good. And then they're they're teasing, like, Superman being dead still, but it's like, it, we already know he's alive. Like, you showed, like, in the merchandising, like, they released, like, Justice League, like, black armor, uh, black Superman armor hats and stuff. <laughs> It's like good job marketing you team. Can't keep this hidden, yeah. Like he's clearly alive. Like no one, you're not gonna kill Superman this early in the Justice League, or in the DC EU, DCCU, whatever they call it now. Whoa. Okay, so it looks like in every Xbox One X, there's a little picture of Master Chief riding a scorpion. Oh yeah, like, I saw that. Burned that into really the motherboard. Cool. That's cool. Throw up a picture, Jan. Good job. That's what. That's what makes it. Uh. That's what makes it run faster. <laughs> Master Chief forces it. I mean, you can't prove it wrong. Ooh, the Spawn movie reboot. Todd McFarlane says filming begins early 2018. I'm partially excited about that and partially not excited about that because he said that it's not going to have any big name actors, which is like fun. But he also said that like none of the actors or directors or anyone is getting paid. It's all the budget is going to like making the movie. Hmm. They're getting paid like royalties off the movie afterwards. But I feel like you're not gonna get a lot of good actors that are gonna agree to that. It sounds like they're hoping it ends up being like Deadpool, because it's gonna be rated R, have a budget of ten million dollars, which is pretty small for a Hollywood movie. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're 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 spending it all not on actors. Like the actors will get paid after it's released, and they get like the royalties. And like, they're yeah. I think he's banking too hard on it being rated R because he's actually said that. Like he's been like, he said that it's going to go beyond what Deadpool did oh. in terms of like the rated R. And I was like, uh, that that's that's not, not why Deadpool was good. Yeah, though. it wasn't good because it was rated R. Like you're missing a whole whole big old point there, but 
I don't know. Maybe it'll. I hope it is. I'm not just because I think Spawn's a cool bad, character, but... but I don't know if I'm gonna be holding my breath for another year. Yeah, I'm not particularly like excited. I mean, I'm not gonna get my hopes up for it. If it's good and I'm surprised, then great. But I'm not gonna come in being like, "This is gonna be the best movie of all time." Because, and it's also, isn't it being directed by Todd McFarlane? I believe so. I think he also so, either wrote the script or like edited part of it. He wrote the script. If he's the, no, he's yeah, director of the upcoming feature film. So I don't know if he's ever directed anything. All right, well. So I mean, fingers I'm, crossed. I'm, it's good, but eh. my whole thing is just if he if he doesn't get good at like they're not no good actor is gonna agree to like not be paid. Unless it's got, like, a big director that they know can do some magic. But it's Todd McFarlane, so they it's not. They don't. <laughs> are you related to Seth McFarlane? Oh, you are? The, oh, yeah. Okay, Todd McFarlane has directed four music videos. He did Pearl oh. Jam, Do the Evolution, Freak on a Leash by Korn, Deuce by Korn, and Land of Confusion by Disturbed. That's his short, though. All right. Oh, it's an animated short. Then, good luck to him. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not holding my breath for that. That's not something I, I particularly think is going to be great by any means. Um, there was something else I was going to say about. It wasn't Tom McFarlane, but it was movie-wise, and it was also superhero-y. Oh well, I don't remember. No, nah, it was off the top of my head. But oh, I finally. Uh, ah, well, wasn't important. I finally played some Fortnite. Oh, nice. Yeah, you'll be able to see that in a week or so on our channel, Dude Wrong Door. But I actually had a blast with Self-promotion it. on our own channel. Uh, so I haven't played Player Unknown Battleground, but I've watched people play it, namely because I didn't want to spend money on something that's still early access. And the idea of that just doesn't seem appealing to me. But yeah, don't mean Fortnite Battle Royale mode is free, so I figured, oh, I'll give it the old-fashioned try mm -hmm. with Tim good one. good one yeah and uh we had an absolute blast we died in the first two minutes in the first three or four matches which have a hundred people in them by the way so it can get pretty wild but then we got to one where we actually kind of knew what we were doing we were building bases because that's something it has that player unknown doesn't where you can mine for resources and then build a base and at one point I was in a firefight and realized that they had cover and I did not. So I just spun a circle throwing walls up and created a little <laughs> fort to keep me safe. I ended up coming in second place out of 100 people in that match. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah I've played it on the computer, and I, I have not done that well. Well, we should... Uh, 57. We but should... we didn't do squads either, so... Yeah, we should or try a squad, squad sometime. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, oh, also, aren't they the ones that had the accidental cross-platform play? Yeah, we talked about that. Right. I'm hoping they turn that back on. Ago. That way you can play on your PC. and. They probably won't because Sony's an idiot. Well, they may do it between Xbox Microsoft and Microsoft. And, or, yeah. Well, so we may still get it, but Sony will, will not allow it to happen. What a surprise. Um, I remember the, the superhero thing. Uh, Constantine is getting... Uh, you know it's actually pronounced Constantine? Nah. Yeah, like in the comic, he, he spells it out sometimes. And it's Constantine. Mm, pretty sure you're wrong. I can He's show you not the, real. the pages. 
Yeah, but the writer is real. The writer who writes it is real, who who created him. Um. Anyway, you know he had that the live action show that was like, it ran for like thirteen episodes. Oh yeah, buddy of mine canceled. was actually in a episode of it. Oh sweet. Uh, that's getting a con- continuation, an animated series. Oh cool. On CW, and it's still got uh Matt Ryan, who's the, who played him. He's voicing him. All right, and uh, shout out so. to my buddy Shaw. If you see a skateboarder dude in one of the episodes, that's probably him. Wait, Shaw? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Apparently he was like, he saw that they were looking for extras and he just signed up and they were like, all right, uh, we'll give you extra pay because you're riding a skateboard and that's hazardous. Nice. Yeah. Which makes me kind of want to watch it. Now. Yeah. I want to watch it anyway. I heard it was like fun. Like I heard it was good. I just don't think a lot of people watch it. I'm actually going to see if it's on Netflix. Is so. does is that the Constantine or Constantine? It's I say Constantine. I'm not going right. to pronounce it Constantine. Is, I was just being. I was just saying that. Is that the same Constantine that crosses over with Arrow, or is that just a separate one? Yeah, yeah. It's oh, okay. All right, then I've seen yeah. it, seen him in Arrow, and he seemed like a pretty good representation of the character. Yeah, we watched. Uh, when dad and I were out, my dad and I went to uh, Las Vegas to work, and we got to watch, like, the test. Like, you know they do test audiences for, like, pilots and stuff? Mm-hmm. So we got to, like, watch the first one. Cool. Out in, like, a kind of a thing. I liked it. I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, Let's see. Speaking of Constantine, we saw Blade Runner 2049 last night. Oh, yeah. Late at night. How'd you like that for a... Uh, that was a heck of a segue. You're just revving that segue, motor. I'd, I'd say. Or that um, electric engine. Oh, that. The electric engine. <laughs> My replicant engine. Uh, it's pretty incredible. It, it was. It's pretty. Pretty good. I don't know if I like it more than the first one. I don't, the well, action both... in this in this one is a lot better because I watched the original Blade Runner before we went to see twenty forty nine and like, the action in that is not good and I don't remember that at all. Well, I haven't seen the original one in probably six years so i don't remember all that much of it it's uh I remember the it action being good of course yeah it's incredible like like it's the story and like the atmosphere and like the uh cinematography like everything except the physical like action is good like some of the fights are just like hilarious and some of the dialogue like during the fights is like arnold schwarzenegger in the 90s <laughs> like tear bad like, but the rest of it is like incredible. The twenty forty nine is a lot longer. It's like forty five minutes longer. Yeah, it's a long. Movie. I mean, it, and it picks up 30, 30 years after uh, the original Blade Runner. But it was really good. I really liked Ryan Gosling's character. I liked all the characters. Um, now I said we're this going to you no spoilers here. right after the movie, but I'm gonna repeat it. I'm not sure if Ryan Gosling is really good at acting a certain type of character or if he's like mildly autistic. Because he can nail oh. that that character <laughs> that like in Drive distant. that's yeah emotionally distant and doesn't really seem to know what's going on entirely socially. Yeah, no, I think that's just, I think that's him acting. I think he just plays that character well. Because he doesn't play that character in um, like The Notebook or uh, uh, La La Land. I'm going to be honest, I completely forgot he was in The Notebook. <clears throat> as I yeah, you know the... Mid-sentence. <laughs> oh thank god Jan's a man Hello. you guys have witnessed Jan becoming a man uh, 
Yeah, he actually got chosen to be in the notebook because the director wanted someone who was like ugly. <laughs> then why did like I'm not kidding? He, he didn't want someone who was like, or he didn't say ugly, but he didn't want someone who was good looking. He picked Ryan Gosling because he thought he wasn't good looking. Well, he was wrong. Because he wanted like something that would that was gonna be like one of the new things about his movie. You know, was that like it's a romantic movie, but the guy's not like drop dead gorgeous. And then Ryan Gosling became drop dead gorgeous. Yeah, and then yeah, Ryan Gosling became like the I don't even know, the America's sweetheart in my eyes. <laughs> he became He's my sweetheart, sweetheart at least. Oh yeah. same joke. Alright. Uh but yeah, twenty forty nine, like uh I loved like everything about it. I didn't have any big complaints. Uh Jared I thought Jared I don't I don't want this to be a spoiler. I thought Jared Leto's performance was fine. Um going into it a lot of the reviews were saying that it was like incredible and it was like I was like, I mean, it was good. It wasn't. I, it, he's no Roy Batty. Like he, the uh, bad guy. I can't remember his actual name. The uh, the actor's name. Compared to but the Joker that he played, I think this was. Oh yeah, a absolutely. Lot yeah, like he can act. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, he's he was way better in the in this obviously than the Joker. But the Joker was just a poorly written character. Like he does a lot of monologues in this one. And they're like good, and I like his character design and kind of uh, his thing. He okay, so this isn't a spoiler, but Jared Leto's character—you can see it in the trailer—he's blonde, and the, he like uses these robot things to like look around, but they can go like all over the room. Like it's really cool. And then That's I like the uh, uh, if I could get that if I were blind, I might just go blind because that seems cool as crap. Yeah, that would be awesome. I would do that. Like, yeah, if metal arms like existed, like they do in like Star Wars or like Deus Ex. Yeah, I'd, I'd chop my arm off in like a second. Oh, I, I was in a terrible boating accident. <laughs> oh, yes. It was a clean cut. Thank <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> um, But yeah, no. Uh, Blade Runner was pretty uh, pretty, pretty impressed by. Yeah, It was uh, really pretty, too. Like It was oh, like, wonderfully shot. Like The score was incredible. And every moment like, felt important, even if it was slow. Yeah, that's what I was talking to Alexa about on the way home was... I was like, that was a long, or she was like, that was a long movie. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, maybe they could have. And I was trying to think of something to like cut out of it to make it shorter. But I was like, there's really nothing you, that wasn't important. Like everything that was shown was important. There were some shots that kind of lingered and they were like, but it really set up like the atmosphere of like, Mm -hmm. and the tension and stuff I I felt in a lot of scenes. Um, But yeah, I was like, there's not, uh, there wasn't anything that wasn't used well. Like everything drove the story and, and progressed the story along. Also, I really like uh, the techno or the retro techno feel of it. The kind of like what the 80s thought the future was going to feel like. I'm glad they continued with that Kept from that. the original Blade yeah. Runner. Yeah, it was it was really, really pretty. Because they've got like really holograms. Cool. was like incredible. And then old style monitors right next to them. Oh, yeah, that was cool. There, there's a lot of good like throwbacks. And I, I definitely think it would be more enjoyable if you watched the original and then went and saw 2049 because you don't necessarily need to see i felt i feel like you don't need to see the original to understand what happens in 2049 but i feel like you it makes gain a lot from it yeah Yeah, it makes it a lot lot better um harrison ford's great in it obviously um again i don't want to really get into spoilers but they use his character well like they use harrison ford well which is one of the, I was kind of worried that it was going to be kind of what The Force Awakens did, which was just kind of um, shoehorn shoehorn them in a little bit. Yeah, it kind of made them like 
in the Force Awakens, they were still background characters, but they weren't they weren't background. They were like secondary. They were like they were still in the forefront. Like it, it still kind of felt like their movie. And I think going forward, it's not going to like I think in the Star Wars, like it's not going to focus on the old characters. It's it's going to be like the new characters. But in twenty forty nine, Ryan Gosling is like without a doubt the like the main character. Mm-hmm. But Blade Runner also doesn't have the whole like rabid fan base that's attached to like Han Solo. Like I mean, Blade Runner has like a very solid fan base, but it's not Star Wars level where you have to do some fan service. Yeah. Which I'm glad um, for. Otherwise they might have put something in the movie that they shouldn't have. Yeah, I really liked it. I didn't think anything was wasted. I didn't think anything um I didn't think it was too long. I think another thing, we went to see it at like nine thirty, so the show didn't start to like you know, like nine forty five. And it's like so a three was, hour no, we, movie. No, did we go to the nine fifteen one? Anyway, we went like nine fifteen, nine thirty. But uh, yeah, so I feel like if you if we'd gone to an afternoon showing, it wouldn't have felt nearly as long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I think we were all full. End. Yeah, we were like all full, all like you know, nine thirty at night, and didn't get out to like twelve because <laughs> we're old. 10. Yeah, I mean that is that's a lot to do, especially when you wake up at like nine. You're like, oh yeah, but. Yeah, I'll probably go watch it again um, next weekend. Just to right. just to really well, get. We'll be waiting for your review on the next podcast then. My second review, <laughs> and then like my eighth review because I'll just watch it eight weeks in a row. <laughs> well, this is what I saw this time, which I think you're actually probably will gain a lot of that um, from yeah, rewatching I, it because you can't just watch Blade Runner once. Like in the background. Yeah, like you, that's something you need to see like at least two or three times before you like fully grasp it it's, it's very much like Rick and Morty I feel uh, it's very intelligent okay. uh, moving on <laughs> hyper intellectual intelligent oh wait I can't go see it I mean I can't go see it next weekend but uh, also next weekend Jackie Chan's The Foreigner is coming oh, out oh yeah that looks so good I mean yeah it's by uh, I can't remember his name it's the guy that directed Goldeneye and Casino Royale but it's like it's probably the most serious movie I've seen Jackie Chan in. Like, it looks brutal. Like that it, in Rush Hour. It still has his like, uh, of course, how <laughs> brutal Rush Hour was. Uh, it still has his like furniture fighting, but it's like in a much more. It's confined and it feels more dangerous. Yeah, it feels like incredible. And then uh, Pierce Brosnan's also in it. Like, God, I'm just excited for it. Looks really that comes out next Friday. It looks supposedly. Let's see. I'm seeing if it's got a score on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a 7.5 on IMDb, which doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's got an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's not out Only yet? out of... It, no, it's out of five reviews, though. I think it'll be good. Yeah, it's Jackie Chan. I'm not gonna... <laughs> it's Jackie Chan being heartbroken, so I'm immediately on his side. He can do whatever he wants. He's earned <laughs> He can it. kill as many people as he needs to kill. And he will. Even the innocent people. I don't even just kill anyone. You're angry, Jackie Chan, and I support you. He doesn't seem like a very angry guy. In that movie, he does. Oh, yeah, but, like, this isn't a spoiler because it's in all the trailers. His daughter died. I imagine that'd piss him off a little bit. Oh, yeah, that's, like, the very first uh, thing you see is, like... I think they're trying to kill him, though. At some point, I I assume so, because the trailers have a lot of people shooting at him. 
No, I'm saying I think they're trying to kill him and accidentally kill his daughter. Uh... Or that they were trying to kill a politician that, like, whose kid also goes to the same school. Because it looks like he's dropping her off. Mm-hmm. Either way, I'm, like, super excited. Like, he, he's, he's like, Liam Neeson in Taken, but he's Jackie Chan, so it's automatically better. Liam Neeson, you say? He has a new movie coming out called The Commuter. Yeah, that didn't look interesting at all to me. I was like, this looks really bad. I was like, I don't care about this. <laughs> Like, it, it played before we watched 2049, I was like, this just looks bland. Like, it looks... I'm glad I'm not the only one that was thinking that. I was like, this just... I didn't know... I thought it was actually a Taken sequel. Because you, you made that <laughs> joke, and I was like, oh god. I was like, not another one. Who um, else does he have for them to take? Yeah, what is it? What is it even... It's some... There's like $75,000 on the train, and he takes it, and then all of a sudden the cops are looking for him, or... Yeah, the trailer oh, didn't really go something into... Something does get taken what the it is a taken conflict film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it the the poster looks like really cool though like i'll give it that the poster looks like yeah. like i saw the poster when we were walking into the movie and i was like oh man that looks so cool and then i actually saw the uh put the poster up yon all right and then i actually saw the trailer and i was like oh that that doesn't look cool at all <laughs> i was like that was a lot that was a lot of a poster um okay so i guess Let's see. Is there anything else we've been been doing? I guess we can get to our uh, our question. Uh, since oh, yeah. we were thinking, since Blade Runner twenty forty nine takes place thirty years after Blade Runner, what other movies would we like to see have a, a time jump sequel? Um, and things like Terminator, like you know, are are not allowed because we've we've gotten a recent Terminator that kind of does that. Not thirty years next. It doesn't have to be things thirty. Things that are years, already but, you know. franchised, we're gonna try to yeah. avoid. Yeah, um, and with that, my first one is going to be The Matrix, so <laughs> um, glad we got that out of the way. But uh, no, I think The Matrix would be cool if it took place in, like, if they did, like, a 20... Aren't they coming out with a new Matrix movie? Yeah, but I don't know how far ahead it actually takes place. Also, Keanu Reeves apparently doesn't know anything about it. Yep, literally just, I was about to say, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> Neither does Keanu. Um... That's, I mean, that's pretty crazy that they're doing them. Anyway, yeah, Matrix 4 is supposedly uh, going to be coming out. But I think it would be cool to see, like, a, a, a like a further time jump, like 30 years. Like, so 1999, so it would be 2029. So what do you think would be going on with that? Like, would the robots be back or just people I don't even building? remember how the Matrix ended. Uh, but, er, Keanu Reeves becomes God, I think, and he talks to a robot head. Oh yeah, the big baby robot. I remember yeah. That. Oh, I forgot it was a baby. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, the, my idea. I just want to see what they would do with the. And I don't want the Wachowskis to direct it. But I just want to see. I want Del- Dennis Villeneuve to direct it. Who did Twenty Forty Nine? I want him to direct anything. <laughs> I that want him to direct a lot more stuff now. Yeah. Have you seen Arrival or um, Sicario or any of those? No, I've heard Arrival's fantastic. God. Yeah, Arrival's fantastic. Sicario. I don't think he's directed anything bad yet. I'm I'm gonna get back to the Matrix in a second, but he directed Prisoners, 2049. He directed Enemy, which is supposedly like incredible. Yeah. Anyway, he uh, Dennis Villeneuve. Gotta start watching some Dennis Villeneuve. Um, no, the Matrix. I don't know. I just think it'd be cool to see how they do the. Uh, like, I would want it to be more cyberpunk like logging mm. in but but when they're in the matrix itself it's still like the 1999 oh right. like i kind of want it to be like i don't know i don't know really how you would do the jump but 
I think it would be interesting to to jump ahead because that seems like a movie that you could jump ahead. If more talented writers like than us were to take a crack at it, yeah. I didn't think too far ahead, but I was just like, eh. I was like, eh, The Matrix, that might be cool to see. Well, you couldn't do phone booths anymore, obviously, so you'd have to do like cell phones, like. Uh, even if they know, had like, cell phones, then because like it's post-apocalyptic world in the. Oh well, yeah, that's right. That, in the digital world, it could still be the '90s. Don't they say that they yeah, keep what, it like in right before the machines took over? I don't know. Maybe this was a bad choice. I don't uh, remember enough about. I think phone books be would cool. still work in the Matrix, but then outside the Matrix, they'd have to completely rework have to that do, world. I, I need to rework. Maybe there was like a big reboot. Like I don't remember what happens at the end of the Matrix, but maybe like Keanu Reeves being God in our uh, in in what we remember of <laughs> the Matrix. Maybe he does a huge reboot on it, and they just replay anyway. the first Matrix movie. Yeah, it's just a reboot. <laughs> it's a straight up reboot. Uh, do you have one? Uh. Okay, so Equilibrium is one of my favorite action (laughs) movies, and it recently had a comic come out that kind of is exactly what we're talking about that takes place, like, I think 18 years later or something. Oh, that's cool. But in it, John Preston, who is played by Christian Bale, isn't really the main character in the comic book. And the, uh, what are they called? The New Order, I guess. It's... It's got a name, but I don't remember it. But they're the government's trying to rebuild everything with the emotion suppressing stuff, and I would love to see that put into a movie, just because the action is one of the selling points of Equilibrium. Which, if you haven't seen it, go ahead and take a look at that, because man, Christian Bale, when he's got guns, they should have given Batman guns. Is what I'm saying. Well, they did, but it's not Christian Bell anymore. Um, yeah, Tim, actually, when we were talking about this in our group chat, uh, when we, when I came up with the idea for the question, I messaged Tim and was like, I want to talk about mine here. And uh, he was like, yeah, I have a great one for Jan if he doesn't pick it. And I was like, is it Equilibrium? And he's like, damn it, did he tell you? And I was like, no, I just guessed. I, I was already thinking <laughs> was like, about that one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's going to be the first thing that he talks about. Um we just got another movie, but I would like to see a Tom jumped uh, Mad Max. Oh, with like oh. an old, old bitter Mad Max. All right. Or Max, uh, I think that would be really cool. I mean, you'd kind of basically have that same thing where the world itself wouldn't change much, but I want to see older, bitter Mad Max. So old man Logan. And it'd be perfect because you could Max. just get you could just get Mel Gibson to do it. <laughs> yeah, basically, kind of old man Logan. Uh, I mean, you could like Mel Gibson's probably very angry. Oh, he is very angry all the time. It sounds like. Yeah, I assume. Yeah, I assume he's a very angry man. Um, but yeah, I would be. Uh, that'd be. I think it'd be cool just because, like, all the aesthetically, it'd be the same world, but you would have. I don't know what you would do because Mad Max is. He just kind of gets dragged into things. Make it a road trip movie. Like it's, it's not. Yeah, not ever his fault. He's just like. He's just walking around, and someone's like, "Hey, these guys are gonna kill us. You want to help?" And he's like, "Ah, might as well. I got nothing better to do. Not do anything else." I think that would be a good one. Uh, do you have any more? Uh, have uh, more. I've got a few more. So another movie that recently got a comic sequel series is Fight Club. Now it would be very easy to make it bad. 
I've only read, I think, the first one or two comics of this of Fight Club Two, but yeah. it's about I think like six years later. The main characters married Marla Singer. They've got a kid, and he's taking medicine so that Tyler Durden doesn't come back out. And Marla is getting bored of him, so she starts replacing his pills with a placebo, and Tyler comes back out. Oh, I don't know what else happens because cool. I haven't gotten that deep into it, but the premise seems like it could get interesting. Yeah, I'd watch that. I'm not like a huge fan of the original, like you are, but I would I would like to see kind of where they go because I was kind of curious about when they said Fight Club Two. I was like, where you can't really go anywhere new with that without just like making Tyler Durden come back. But I guess that's what the idea is. And I'm not against. Uh, Sorry, my internet what? cut out for a second, and I thought you were gone. Oh. I'm back, though. I am. Uh, okay, so that would be a good one, Fight Club. I would also like um, The Thing, which we got a movie sort of recently, but it was a prequel. But I think, like, a a 30-year jump for The Thing where, like, they go to explore, you know, again and find uh, Kurt Russell still, like... Which this would imply that Kurt Russell got turned... Or or Keith David, which have you seen the thing? Jan, Jan's gone. R.I.P. Jan. This is my podcast now. You there? Okay. Yep. Yeah, my internet's so, just. Okay, we'll, we'll right try now. to. Finish. We're about done anyway. Yeah, I'll, I'll do uh, the thing, but have like another um, group come down and ex- explore that and find that Keith David or. Kurt Russell is like still living there, like super old, but they're like still have the thing in them. I just really want to see a good The Thing sequel, because the thing, the prequel we got was not bad. Oh, the thing. It was just the special, yeah. The special effects were like awful, but like the movie itself and the characters are, are not bad. Like they make sense. Like they're well written. Like yeah. So the thing I think would be a cool like kind of comeback to that, and I want to see what they would could do. Like with the practical effects they did now, I'd like to see the practical effects. I mean, the practical effects they did then, I'd like to see what they could do now. That'd be cool. Uh, I'm not going to really iterate, because I don't feel like I need to, but Kung Pao. What, a time jump Kung Pao? Have him be like an old grandmaster, maybe introduce a new character. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be really funny. <laughs> Kung Pao Enter the Fist is what we're talking about. Yeah, that would be like really, really funny. One of my favorite movies of all time. It is just so I'm... wildly hilarious. Yeah, I quote that movie like all the time, like... I probably at least quote it once a week. I would not hesitate probably to say more. I quote it daily. Kung Pao, yeah, two is coming out. Uh, it's been coming out for like ten years or so. I don't know if see. it's actually making Wait. progress now. Yeah, well, I think he's come out and actually said like, "Nah, like I'm doing this." Well, I hope so. I'd pay money for it. Let's see. The last time anyone said anything about it was in 2005. But yeah, that would be. Him being an old grandmaster would be like really funny. Trying to train all the God, that would be so good. If you haven't seen Kung Pao, you need to go see Kung Pao or find it somewhere, order it on Amazon because it is like one of the funniest movies. But uh, Steve Odenkirk, who did uh, Jimmy Neutron. All right, well this is this is falling apart pretty quickly. Yeah, the my internet keeps just stopping, so I'll be talking or listening, and then everything will go silent, and I'll have to yeah i I think your internet's just kicking out yep all right let's try to finish it 
this up real quick then. Yeah. Uh, the only other one I had was um, all mine just revolve around old characters and it it or characters being older and it was a uh, uh, big trouble in Little China. Oh. Yeah. And just have I'd like, like a, a really old Jack Burton like instead of doing the reboot like they're doing just have like old man Jack Burton <laughs> actually being like in China like he's like moved to China and like just having it all come back and him still being like the goofy like not the hero that he was like or he was he's not a hero in the original he's the sidekick like it'd be cool to have him be just the sidekick if, again if he's living in actual china you could call it little trouble in big china oh that'd be so or big trouble in big china we need we need a ton right, of big well, I'll troubles throw one more out there i really want a tenacious d sequel oh yeah that would be cool having them like be be old having rockers. gotten successful yeah and then yeah, that actually be a, that's a really good and idea. And then I don't know they good job. come across uh, another thing of destiny. Another thing, of, just the pick again. It's oh, just the whole same movie. They've just still got old. the bong of destiny from the end of the first one. Oh yeah, they could definitely do that. Uh, I was gonna do um, Beverly Hills Cop three. You were gonna so do you'd what? have like an. Have you ever seen Beverly Hills Cop? Uh, I don't. One or two with Eddie Murphy. No, I haven't. That's the that's the one where the theme sounds like da 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 da. I that's I know the music. I just haven't seen that. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Wait, are there three Beverly? It'd be Beverly Hills Cop four. The last one came out in '94. So um, I don't know. I think that would be really uh, just a really fun. Uh, maybe I think I'm just choosing characters I like. I'm like, eh, I just want to see what they're like old. Like that's all I need. I think Old Man Logan is just any sequel now needs like an old man of the version of the original character. <laughs> Ooh, Rush Hour Four. Oh, we need to talk about Rush Hour Four. It got announced. Oh, it, or it, it didn't got get announced? announced. No, sorry, it oh. didn't get announced. It got Jackie Chan says he agreed to do it, which means if Chris Tucker agrees to do it, then it'll move forward and they'll they'll do it. Uh, Rush Hour 4. Which we need a Rush Hour 4. Yeah, I'm hoping Chris Tucker's like, still cool. I haven't talked to him in a while. Yeah, Chris Tucker's a... He's a pretty cool guy sometimes. What is... What is what was the last thing Chris Tucker did? He was in uh, Silver Linings Playbook. I remember that. Because I remember him being in it. And I was like, whoa. I was like, that's Chris Tucker. <laughs> I was like, why is he... Let's see... Yeah, apparently fans have been bombarding uh, or bombarding Chris Tucker about Rush Hour Four on Twitter. All right, let's do it. Let's get on Twitter and hit up Chris Tucker. The only reason I'm on Twitter is to bother <laughs> Chris Tucker. Oh, The Fifth Element could have a really cool jump sequel, time jump sequel. I don't know how they'd do that. Like but just they were able to do Blade. Well, Runner, it doesn't so have I'm to be about like could. the fifth. You know, it could just be about Lilu. I don't remember like being, how that movie ended. I don't know. I just like that world. They like shut down the whole thing and like they beat uh, Gary Oldman's character uh, with his weird half hair calm with his Skrillex thing. hairstyle. Yeah, yeah. I think it's time to end the end the podcast because you uh, you're breaking up pretty good there. All right, we got to sign off soon because I don't think my internet's gonna last much longer. It just keeps going out. Yeah. All right. Well fun podcast uh probably heard some music in the background maybe some loud floor being laid above me uh but we got our got our ideas out We're gonna get some time jump sequels 
going hopefully if you liked us check us out on youtube dude wrong door uh if you didn't still check us out because we have a bunch of other stuff that is not boring like this wow yon thanks if someone's internet would have been working maybe it would have flowed a little bit yeah you're right yeah all right peace (laughs) bye